Hey, it's Jamie Scrimger. When I became a stepmom, I quickly realized that while moms are encouraged to keep it real, there's a big double standard when it comes to stepmoms. So I decided to start the conversation myself. Thriving as a stepmom doesn't just come from conversations about being a stepmom now. Here we dive into marriage, relationships, personal growth, and more. My mission, inspire you to live a kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. This is the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, guys. It has been a bit since I've done one of these episodes. You know, I've been meaning to come on here and just chat with you guys about what's going on and what's up with life. But I don't know. Life has just been getting in the way, as I'm sure you can relate. Now, I am recording this episode from our cabin up north. I am on the French River. So if you're in Ontario, you probably know where that is. If you're not, you probably don't. But Reese and I were up here for about three weeks, and Darren actually just came in for two weeks. So it's been kind of nice. The kids were also able to get some time off work, so the older kids. And uh, yeah, they were up here this past weekend. We've had family come in. It's just been really fun and really busy. But this last week that we're up here, so we have, I think, seven more days, we don't have any more friends and family popping in. So I'm really excited to just chill do some jobs and relax and do some reading. But yeah, so that's where I am. We actually bought this place about seven years ago. And here's the thing. It had no bathroom. It had no hot water. And it was in really rough condition. And well, I still feel like it's kind of rough. We've been slowly working away at it and making it a little bit more homey. Big deal. We now have an inside bathroom, which is a compost toilet, which is better than nothing, but obviously not ideal But yeah, this is basically as roughing it as I get. Now, we don't have any Wi-Fi up here, but I do have cell reception. So I've been able to work. Reese has been doing her online tutoring sessions. So we're not totally off the grid. But yeah, it's been really, really nice. Now, the beginning of the vacation, though, I got to tell you, it was not as relaxing as I expected. It was like one thing after another with me. Now I ended up getting a terrible cough and I was hacking like crazy, like unreal. Also pulled my back or actually popped a rib twice, which was excruciating. This happened before we came up. So I'd had a bunch of chiropractor sessions before we came back up here, but still I was not in good shape. And then I freaking broke a wine glass while I was doing dishes and sliced my hand completely open. I actually called my sister and her husband. He is an ER doctor and she's a nurse. And they're like, dude, you need stitches. And I was like, uh, I'm here. I'm on this island because this is water access. It's like an hour and a bit to get to the hospital. It's probably like an eight or nine hour wait and emerge. I was like, uh, I'm just gonna try to tape this baby shut. So good thing I don't have any plans on being a hand model because I'm gonna have quite the scar. But it's all healed up. Well, not totally healed up. But I I am surviving and I'm feeling better. So anyway, here is a little bit of an update on what's been going on in life. I'm going to kind of tackle it all, stepmom life. I'm going to talk about business, the platform, share a little bit about my anxiety journey, and yeah, give you an update. So let's talk stepmom life. So here's the deal. For a while there, stepmom life was really testing me. And I was just in this whole other area of stepmom life. So I always talk about how there's ebbs and flows of stepmom life. And everything does have a season. And I always like to remind myself and you guys when I'm talking to you that this too shall pass. And I was in a freaking season with one of my stepkids. 
I got to say, the whole young adult stepkid thing is like this whole new ballgame because they're just trying to be independent. They have their ideas about who they are becoming and what life should be like. They're making their own decisions. They're figuring out who they are in the world, but they still live in your freaking house. So they have to follow your rules and your expectations and all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just this very strange, tricky situation. And it was really challenging for me for a while. My husband and I definitely had different perspectives on how challenging this was. And we were experiencing things differently for a few different reasons. One, I am home more than he is. So when there's dishes left or when there's just like messes or people coming in and out or all of that kind of stuff, I'm I'm home. So I understand what's happening more than he does. I'm also the one who does the laundry and like I said, the dishes. And so I'm noticing all of these things. And I'm also triggered by things differently. I'm also treated differently than my husband is. I've always said teenagers and young adults are a hell of a lot more forgiving of their real parents than they are their step parents. So it was just like a loaded time. I also have a very different level of forgiveness and unconditional love for my stepkids than my husband. And I know saying that people are like, whoa, really? Like makes me look like the bad guy. But I'm just being really honest. And I'm saying the things that a lot of stepmoms are feeling and experiencing When you have a biological relationship or you've been with someone since birth or you have a different type of relationship, this could be true for you with your stepkids, you often have a better bounce back rate. And the bounce back rate is how quickly you bounce back from stressors, how triggered you are by maybe age appropriate behaviors or things that maybe wouldn't trigger you as much with your biological children. So for example, when Reese does certain things, It could piss me off, but then I can bounce back really, really quickly. I can move forward very quickly. Darren can as well. Whereas for me, with my stepkids sometimes, if there's this constant stream of BS or disrespect or lack of responsibility, it adds up and I don't bounce back as quickly because I just have that different relationship. And I think this is really important for stepmoms to acknowledge. You have blind spots when it comes to your stepmom stressors. So we can get so caught up in what they're doing and how they're reacting and how they're treating us and all the things without paying attention to how maybe the way that we're seeing a situation is impacting how stressed out we get about it. And hopefully that makes sense. Now, a few weeks ago, Darren and I actually did an episode and we were reflecting on the last 10 years of our marriage. And I actually didn't really want to say this in the episode, but this has been one of the toughest seasons in our step family life for me. I am constantly talking to myself and saying like, okay, this too shall pass. This is a season, you know, ebbs and flows. And yeah, I'm glad that I have the skills and the mindset shifts and all of the things that I teach you guys as well, like in my courses and in the membership, because it is this constant feeling of discomfort and almost like feeling a little bit uncomfortable or feeling off in your own home. Again, I do know it's going to pass. And yeah, it ebbs and freaking flows. But I have literally been doing all of the things that I teach in my course, Redefine Stepmotherhood, and in the membership. 
The cool thing is, is that as I've gone through these different seasons of step family life, so I went through a really tough season when we fir- when I first became a stepmom and I was trying to find my role. Went through a really tough season when we were dealing with, you know, child support reevaluation and court stuff with the ex. Went through a really tough season when my stepkids went from young kids who we had like a really great relationship and then we switched into the teenager stage and things get a little more dicey in that stage and I kind of had to step back and reevaluate my role. Like I've been through so many different seasons in my step family life. And I know that all the strategies that I have and all the strategies that I teach can help you regardless of your step family situation, regardless of the season that you're in. So I've literally been going back to all of my strategies and things that I've been teaching. And so again, I'm grateful for that. It also has been a reminder for me how effective these strategies can be. So I will say that being up here and taking space has really helped. I have really just been able to take a breath, reset, focus on self-care, and all the kids were just up this past weekend, and we had such a great weekend. So I do believe we're on the end stages, I guess, of this tough season. But it's really interesting. We were actually able to joke about issues in our relationship and make light of the situation, which I also think is really important. Because if you can't laugh at things that you're stressed out about, if you can't laugh about challenges that come up, even if it's a little bit afterwards, it just makes things a lot harder. All right. So switching gears to business. So if you follow me on Instagram, you have may have seen that I think it's a couple months ago now, I went to Austin, Texas for a Kajabi conference. So what's a Kajabi conference? So Kajabi is actually the platform that I use to run this whole platform. So my membership, my coaching programs, my emails, like everything is run through this program on the back end. So I've been to one of their conferences before. And so I decided to go to this one as well. They have some amazing speakers on podcasting and coaching and content creation and just kind of keeping up with the space. Now, if you're like, okay, I want to learn more about Kajabi, you can get all the details. I've linked it at jamiescrimger.com forward slash Kajabi. Basically, it's an all-in-one shop for digital creators and for selling digital products. But while I was there, I was in a hotel room alone for six days. It was just me and it was freaking unreal. I actually extended one night because it was such bliss. I just felt like it was nice to be away and just be me. I didn't have to be a wife. I didn't have to be a mom. I didn't have to worry about what was going on at home. I didn't have to worry about balancing business and motherhood and being a wife and all the things. And it's just, yeah, these days were just about me. I worked out. I connected with people in my space. I was able to just do it without having to balance anything. And it's interesting because when I decided to book this trip, I did it very last minute And when I did it, I set an intention. I refused to feel guilty for any extra responsibility or last minute changes that that was going to put on my husband and refused to feel guilty about not being there for the kids. Because again, I think it's really good for them to see me going and doing these things on my own. I was like, they're going to be completely fine. It's going to be good for them. Like I just had to set that intention. And I think that's really important when as moms, we go and do things on our own. We have to be very intentional about it. Because I was thinking, you know, when my husband's like, hey, I got a boys weekend or hey, I'm going away on a business trip. He's not like, oh, what are the kids going to wear? What are they going to eat? Or how are we going to make sure that they get to all their things? He's not worrying about any of that at all because he knows I'm going to take care of it. I, on the other hand, will often try to control everything when he's gone and make sure everything is super organized so he doesn't have to stress about it. But why? You know, he's a capable adult. And just because he may not do things the way that I do things, it's still going to get done. And it's really good for him and the kids. So 
I checked out of motherhood and wife life and I just went and did my own thing and I loved it. While I was there, I really did learn so much and gained a lot of clarity around what I'm doing. And I kind of found this new passion for the platform and for the membership and for coaching and all the things. Because if I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, I have been struggling so much. Earlier this year, I was in St. Martin with my aunt and my cousin. We were down in the Caribbean. And while I was there, I was burnt out. I didn't realize how burnt out I was until I had this time to just like stop and talk to them about everything that was going on in life. And I was just feeling so frustrated. And it's not anything to do with the community and with like what I'm doing and my, you know, mission behind everything, but running a business and running a team and building a team is freaking hard. Like it is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. I'm a bit of a control freak and I have been really struggling to let go and balance it all. And yeah, it has just been rough. And I know I have said this before, but entrepreneurship is hard. I have really had to figure this out on my own. And when I had this idea to start this platform, so, you know, I'm going to back up. So it went like this. I had no plans on starting a business or starting a platform to support stepmoms. This was not in my five-year plan. Actually, Darren and I had decided that after we had Reese, I was going to stay at home. I previously had worked in child protection. I was a child protection worker, would do a lot of the child protection investigations, work with families, a lot of stuff in custody access. So I had had a pretty heavy job that would require me to be working late and working nights, and it just wasn't going to fit with our family dynamics. So I was going to stay home. Anyway, I started to block. And this all kind of happened after one night when I was really struggling with stepmom life. And I went to the internet for support and I was like, there's nothing for stepmoms. It was just a lot of bitching. It was a lot of complaining. It was a lot of ex-wife bashing. It was just very negative. And I knew that sitting around bitching about how hard being a stepmom is, is not going to make being a stepmom any easier. I was really looking for solution-focused support. And it was frustrating because amongst all of the resources for moms, all of the stuff out there for moms and, you know, moms being told to keep it real and, you know, just be honest about the ebbs and flows of motherhood, stepmoms were almost, they were either like way too negative or if they were just being real and honest, they were crucified for doing the same things that, that moms are encouraged to do. So I started to just write a blog. Never thought that anyone was ever going to read it. I don't even really know what my intention was behind it. I was just kind of bored and needed a creative outlet when I was home with Reese. And what happened was all of a sudden I was getting messages from stepmoms. Like I remember the message I got from a stepmom in Australia telling me that she was just so grateful for finding my blog post and saying the things that she just wished that she could say out loud. I was like, holy shit, how did you find me from Australia? And just really reminded me or taught me the power of the internet. So that's how this whole thing started. And at that point, I just ended up spending a lot of my time connecting with stepmoms online. And it was taking up a lot of time. And eventually, Darren and I are like, okay, stay at home is not working for us. Jamie needs to go back to work. What am I going to do? Right? So I had a choice. I was either going to make a go of this business and start to create a platform and find a way to you know, create a business doing what I love and making an impact or I had to go back to work. Like it wasn't going to be both. I couldn't do both. It just wasn't enough time in the day. So I started this business, but in doing so, I had no experience being 
an entrepreneur. I had no experience like doing a website and no experience figuring out how to do any of this. So I really just like Googled a lot of things and had been all about just like flying by the seat of my pants. As a result, a lot of the things that you really need to set up on the back end in running a business and being organized and having systems and, you know, managing your books and all of that kind of stuff has just been a complete shit show. Like the back end of my business, even still, we've been working really hard on getting things organized, but yeah, it definitely needs some work. So all I knew in February on that trip was that what I was doing was not working. How I was running the business was not working. How I was trying to do things wasn't working. I was experiencing guilt for not showing up in the business the way that I wanted to show up. I was feeling guilty for not showing up as a wife and a stepmom and a mom the way that I wanted to. I was so overwhelmed and so burnt out that I kept toying with the idea of a big life transition, which was basically me quitting the membership, like just like shutting everything down. And I know I've talked about this before and I just like want to be honest. I'm not doing that, by the way. But it was just like things were getting hard and I was getting scared. And I was serious about it too. But then I got home and I got a bit of a sign from the universe. The universe literally sent me a message on my ass. Well, when it was my upper leg. So about a month later, I was talking about this again with my husband. And we were in our closet and I was steaming a pair of his pants. I am not the wife who steams pants. I actually just got an iron the other day for a project that Reese needed it for. Like, I don't steam. I don't iron. It's not my thing. So I was joking around with him when we were in the closet. I was like, well, maybe I should just do what I was thinking and shut everything down and be a stay-at-home mom and steam your pants. I kid you not. The steamer fell down out of my hands and burnt my upper leg, like below my ass, burnt my freaking ass bad, like a really bad burn. I had to sleep on an ice pack because the pain was so bad. And it was literally like the universe was saying to me, you keep talking about shutting this down. You keep talking about selling the membership. You keep talking about all of these things and it's not right for you. You got to just keep going. You would be so unhappy steaming pants all day. So anyway, I got the note and I've been working on restructuring things ever since. My ass has healed, but it's interesting. Like I really feel like the universe does give us signs and there's no way that that steamer should have burned my leg in that way. Like it just didn't even make sense. So anyway, it's still hard. I'm still screwing up on a daily. I'm making mistakes, changing my mind, trying to find a better way of doing things, but I'm just trying to enjoy the process. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Guys, I am going to be super straight with you. I'm in the weeds of life right now. Yesterday, I asked Darren, do you ever feel like life is going to slow down? Do you think it's ever not going to feel so complicated? Because even though I'm someone who prioritizes self-care and spending time on myself, lately I feel like it's been all about work and kids and family and adult relationships, and it just feels so complicated. But you know, that's okay. Life happens in seasons, and during the season, balances off. But I have really had to check myself because I know from experience that when I spend all of my time giving and doing, it can leave me feeling burnt out and stretched thin. Plus, I haven't been doing regular therapy and I can feel the difference. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so that you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. And as I have shared, therapy has been a huge part of my growth. From diving into my triggers and my past and helping me navigate struggles in relationships and family, to challenging old narratives and finding balance, therapy has been a saving grace. 
And I am in the process of looking for a new therapist because I felt like my old therapist just wasn't a fit anymore. That's the key to therapy, finding a therapist that is aligned with you. And that's actually one of the reasons why I love BetterHelp. Not only is BetterHelp completely online and designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule, you can switch your therapist at any time for free. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And then if it isn't a fit, you go back to the drawing board and you can find a new one. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com forward slash stepmom and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash stepmom and get on your way to being your best self. I have been obsessed with mocktails lately and I have a new one that I want to share with you. It is super refreshing. It's called the Grapefruit Mint Refresher. Here's the recipe. A half a cup of water, a cup of ice, two sprigs of mint, and a half stick pack of Element Grapefruit Salt. You know I'm a huge lover of Element, which is a tasty electrolyte drink with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, etc., Formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet, from professional athletes to everyday moms, it's for everyone. Now, not only am I drinking Element before and after workouts, when I need to rehydrate, when I'm traveling, and after some wine, I now use it to make my mocktails and cocktails. Seriously, throw in some lime salt with some soda, tequila, lime, and mint, And it is also extremely delicious. 100 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Staying hydrated is crucial and a huge priority of mine. Proper hydration isn't just about drinking water, though. It means having adequate water and electrolytes. When you purchase Element from www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash kickassstepmom, Element is giving my listeners, a free sample pack so that you can try all the flavors and pick your faves. That's www.drinklmnt.com forward slash kickassstepmom to get a free sample pack with your purchase. I actually got a question the other day on Instagram wondering if Britt and I are still working together. So if you're new here, you're not familiar, Britt is my sister and she worked for me for a few years and she was my right hand and really helped me manage the platform, really did everything for me. And a couple months ago, we decided that it had run its course. So she went on to work on other projects and I've been restructuring the team since. And it was kind of perfect timing because she's launching her own kind of business and I was really in this place where I needed to burn things down in order to rebuild it in terms of the systems and structures of how we were doing things every day. And if we're being totally honest, like working with family is freaking hard and it works really well until it doesn't. We were definitely at that point where, well, we had said this before we started working together. We said, if it's ever going to get to the point where it's going to affect our relationship, then we need to call it quits. And we were at that point. Now, I will take some responsibility for that and be like, you know, there are definitely things that I need to learn about being a boss in terms of being clear about what I want. And we just had different expectations around like what work days would look like and just expectations and all of that kind of thing. So it has been really hard rebuilding without her because she really did get my style and my vibe, but it's been for the best. And I've talked about this before, but the parallels between running a business and being a stepmom, they're so interesting. 
I did a post on Instagram a few weeks ago about how many of the same like life lessons are the same when it comes to entrepreneurship and running a business. So here are just a few. So one, the 24-hour rule. When you are in an emotional state, implement the 24-hour rule before you're responding to an email or interacting in any conversation. Like you don't need to address things right away. And this is very hard for me. I have not been very good at this. Um, It's definitely a work in progress. The second is this too shall pass, and you need to understand that everything really does come in seasons. Three, it is okay to feel uncomfortable. That is where real growth happens. When I'm feeling uncomfortable, I try to just kind of get myself out of those situations, and I'm learning to just kind of sit in it and be like, okay, what is this telling me? You can't do it all your own. You have to delegate. You have to ask for help. Again, something that I'm not great at. Burnout is a hard place to crawl out of. Self-care is key. That is number five. And... I've experienced burnout in stepmom life. I've experienced burnout in entrepreneurship. And when you're on the crux of burnout, you don't recognize what's happening. But then when you get into it and you end up like spinning your tires and feeling so depleted and you can't really accomplish anything, yeah, it is brutal. It's a very hard place to crawl out of. Sixth thing is that two people can experience the same situation in two very different ways. Seven, it is helpful to get support from a neutral third party. Hello, therapy and coaching. Eight, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Nine, you can't do it all and be it all. Number 10, trying to will exhaust you. So like I said, right now I'm just in the space where it's like burn it all down and rebuild the business. And that's actually a really great strategy to do when you're struggling in stepmom life too. So there's another parallel, right? Sometimes when you're in the just trenches of stepmotherhood and your relationships aren't working. You feel like nothing feels easy. You're struggling in your marriage. Maybe you're consumed and worried about things with the ex. Sometimes you have to take a step back. It's time to disengage, you know, reevaluate what's working, what's not, revamp your strategies and your systems. And that's one of the pieces of advice and support that I provide stepmoms as well, like taking that step back and disengaging. So actually, if you're thinking like, okay, maybe I don't need to burn it all down in my business, but I should maybe burn it all down in my stepmom life and kind of reevaluate how we're doing things, I do actually have a quiz that will help you decide if you need to take a step back in your step family life, if it's time to disengage. So you can find that at jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash should I disengage. Disengaging can really be the most effective thing that a stepmom can do. And I have a really different perspective than many stepmoms in this space about that. I personally believe that a lot of the resources out there for stepmoms when it comes to disengaging and when it comes to taking a step back are harmful. I think there's a right way to disengage. And in doing that, you can improve relationships. You can reset your foundation. You can reevaluate what's working and what's not and take some space. And on the other side, when you disengage and you're like, kind of screw you, this is not my kids, not my problem. I'm not being respected. You know, my role isn't being seen, like all the things that stepmoms feel. If you're disengaging out of spite and almost to teach them a lesson, like screw you, that ends up just making things worse. So I've disengaged probably, I don't Oh, several times in my 10 years as a stepmom. And it's always helped me reset and restore relationships. And so I highly recommend it. So if you do take that quiz and you do decide that you do need to take a step back, I also have resources available for you to help you figure out how to do that. All right, a little more about my family. So I feel like we're just in this new stage of stepmotherhood 
where it is not consuming my whole life, other than kind of the issues that I was having at home and just kind of finding our groove with my young adult stepson. I do feel like we're in this new season where before I was doing everything, like kids and appointments and running around and extracurriculars, and my schedule is really based around my stepkids, but they're so independent now. My stepdaughter is working at Grand Bend and she's staying at our place there, which is like a beach town there. My stepson who lives with us full time is working full time as an apprentice. He has his license. He takes care of his kind of own needs. You know, he pays for a lot of his own clothes and a lot of his, you know, his cell phone, his responsibilities. Like he's just like a little adult. And then my stepson who is 16 and with us half the time, he's really with his friends most of the time. He's working full-time this summer doing some Brooklyn and working for a restoration company. And it's just crazy because summers used to be 100% focused on the kids and they were always with us. And now we only have a few weekends with them when it comes to the summertime, which is insane. So we had our 10th anniversary with the kids. We took them to Muskoka. It was just the place where Darren and I got engaged. So we wanted to have kind of a special celebration weekend there, had an awesome family weekend. And then this past weekend... We were all together because they were all able to get some time off work. But other than that, time together is really sporadic. And it really is just like Reese, Darren, and I, which is a weird adjustment. Now, a question I did have on Instagram was someone wanted to know if Darren and I plan our family trips around everyone, or we just like plan them and let the kids know. And if they want to join, they can join. So it's kind of both. So if we have a big family trip, we try to accommodate the kids. So we try to be like, okay, what works for your schedule? And we schedule. So we did that for Muskoka. We try to get this weekend all together. But other than that, when Darren and I are going away for a weekend with Reese, we really are like, hey, here's what's up this weekend. What do you guys have on your agenda? They know they're always welcome to come, um, but they also never feel pressure. So we have never forced anyone or any of the kids to ever come with us on anything. And this is even when they're as young as, like, say, like 11 and 12 years old. I am not into forced family time. Spending time with a teenager or even a teenager who does not want to spend time with you is a special kind of hell. So there has always been zero pressure in our family to all spend time together. And we try to meet them where they're at. We really want to raise kids and create relationships with the kids that is based on them wanting to spend time with us. So we want them to, we understand as teenagers, they're going to go do their own thing. They're individuating themselves, all that. But we want to create that relationship that when they're older, they want to come back and have family dinners or they want to come, you know, spend time with us or they're looking forward to family weekends together. And When they are teenagers, for us, it's more about the quality of time we have with them and not the quantity of time together. So yeah, when it comes to the custody schedule, like we're not like, okay, it's our time. You have to be with us. Like this is our time with you. We are not about that. For us, we are like, okay, these are children. They are people. It is not a timeshare. So that is how we handle vacations and quality time with kids. All right, switching gears now. I want to talk about my anxiety for a bit. So I've talked a lot about having anxiety on the podcast and in this platform. And I've definitely had some developments on my experience with dealing with my anxiety. And I feel like it's only fair for you guys to update you. So if you are new here, I went on anxiety medication, I would say a year or so before COVID. And it really helped me take the edge off and manage my emotions around the tough stuff. So looking back, I had anxiety my whole life. I always felt like I couldn't get ahead. I had this like feeling, this like pressure in my chest. 
And, you know, when you're rushing and you're late to get somewhere, that's how I just felt all day. And after I went on the anxiety medication, I was like, oh, I didn't know that everyone didn't feel like that all the time. So again, I've always really been this anxious person. Growing up, the anxiety really led me to have some pretty extreme reactions. So anger and outbursts and really strong worries about things. And that even was part of my life into adulthood and into my marriage. So I will say that going on anxiety medications definitely changed my marriage. Like I think it might have even have saved my marriage. So this medication really did bring me to this new baseline. And I can honestly say that it changed the vibe of my home. So it helped me get to this place where I could deal with some of the trauma that I had or do some deep healing and personal growth because if I didn't have this new baseline, I don't think I could have dove into all of the things that were really triggering me in the way that I did. So anyway, I've talked about that in previous episodes, but the medication I was on, one of the side effects, and I didn't really know this until later, was waking. Maybe they told me, maybe I read it. I don't know. I never thought anything of it. But over time, I was noticing that I could not lose weight. Like every year, it was five pounds I would gain, and the weight was slowly coming on. And I eat very healthy. I would say I'm 93% clean and healthy. I do have a bit more of a balance. Like I like my wine, but I work out. I'm conscious about what I eat. I've cut back on my wine. Like I am really doing everything right. And it still felt like I was gaining five pounds by like just driving by McDonald's. And I knew in my heart of hearts that something was wrong with my body for a while, like something was off. So I've done a couple things to address that. So first I went to the doctor and I decided to change my medication to one that doesn't have this side effect. And it's funny when I was talking to the doctor, she's like, oh yeah, it's there are weight gain side effects with this. And part of me was like, why the hell did you not talk to me about this at the beginning? I do really feel like doctors aren't totally forthcoming. They're just like prescribing meds and don't really talk to you about it. And anyway, that's a different conversation for a different day. But she put me on something else. This one is not an SSRI, which I don't know a lot about. But anyway, it's supposed to be better. So I got to tell you, transitioning medications, even when you are weaning off one and then going on another one, very challenging. I was extra anxious. I was extra irritable during the transition and it was not good. So I really had to say to Darren and the kids, like, you got to give me a wide berth here. I am on the struggle bus. I'm not okay. So then I was all settled on my new medication. And then I go to Austin and I forgot three important things. I forgot a hairbrush. I forgot moisturizer, which I'm obsessed with. Like I have to have moisturizer with me all the time and my anxiety medication. I realized this when I was in the shower before I was going on my flight and I literally had to call down and ask for a brush from the front desk and they gave me one of those like little black combs that I had to like, anyway, it was a situation. So I was like, all right, well, I can get a brush, I can get moisturizer, but I can't, like, what am I going to do about these meds? So I just decided to deal. I was like, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do breath work. I am going to just see how I can deal with this. I had no anxiety in Austin. I felt amazing. Nothing. No cares. I felt great. Calm, cool, and collected. It was so crazy. So I came home and I was like, okay, maybe I won't go back on them. Maybe I'm good. Well, that was a good idea until it wasn't. So life really just happened. It was like my husband and my stepson and managing all the things. And I was all of a sudden not okay again. So I kind of joked to Darren. I was like, okay, well, it is not me. I was fine when I was in Austin on my own. It is you guys. I was fine until I came home. But 
Anyway, it was a joke, but not really. And it just kind of made me realize how much of my situation and my lifestyle is also contributing to my anxiety. Like I do really think that my step family life and the step family stressors has 10x my anxiety in life. So it was a big eye opener for me. I am in the process of trying to find a way to minimize stress in my environment, just get some more boundaries in place, you know, all the things you got to do, working on that right now. But I went back on the meds. I'm on a lower dose. I'm meditating more, trying to be aware of my breath. Like sidebar, when is the last time you just like took a full breath? Like breathe in. like a full breath, like even that right now calms me. We don't even take a full breath. And then I've also been using NuCalm, which as you guys know, is a sponsor of the podcast. And it's always just helped me stay more present and less anxious. So that has been just a huge lifesaver for me. And the other thing I did is I've gone to a functional doctor and had my hormones tested and all my blood work redone. So I think I'll probably do an episode on this later. But in short, I learned that my body is physically in burnout mode. So my cortisol is extremely low and you need a healthy level of cortisol. So I think the levels are supposed to be 450 to 500 or something like that. And mine was like, it was 180, but I told her, I said, I have to be honest. I was supposed to fast before I did this blood work, but I had to have a coffee. So I actually had like a large coffee. So she's like, your cortisol was 180 after having a coffee. Like that's insane because that really does increase your cortisol. She's like, so you're probably below hundred. Anyway. So there was a bunch of other stuff. My thyroid's not working. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not great at saying this, but it was really eye-opening. And she really explained why I was feeling so stressed and anxious and how I can't lose weight. So another thing I've been really dealing with is like painful and heavy periods. And she says it's all related to my blood work. So I'm on a bunch of different supplements right now. Again, I will share this when I'm deeper into the process, but I am already feeling a difference. And it's just really eye-opening on like what stress and past trauma can do in your body and how you show up in the present day. And she basically said like your blood work shows me that you're basically burnt toast. And she describes me really well and she doesn't even know me. So she's like, you're probably very high functioning. You're probably a perfectionist. You probably are go, 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 you know, successful in what you do. But then when something triggers you or something doesn't go as planned, you do not have the resources available to deal. So you get super anxious and stressed. So I was like, yeah, that is me 100%. So I guess the big message here for me was that we just can't keep doing it all and being it all for all the people and everyone. We really do need to figure out who we are or take time away from, you know, being a mom and the wife and a stepmom and all the things like, yeah, man, I think I'm great at self-care. I talk about self-care. I coach about self-care. I coach about all these things, but even still, I think like society has just taught us that we got to go, go, go. So the doctor was telling me, she's like, I'm seeing so many women with these same results because she's like, we are the first generation of women whose parents told us we could be anything and do anything, but whose husbands still want us to be their mom. And I was like, whoa, well, that's a huge generalization, but kind of true. Anyway, the mental load of the mom and the stepmom is heavy. It's physically taken a toll. And so that's where I'm at. Rebuilding my team, focusing on, you know, just making the kick-ass stepmom community even better, resource for stepmoms. I'm actually right now working on a customized app, which is going to be amazing. And just really trying to take care of myself and my hormones and my gut and my anxiety. And you know what? Just telling you all the things that I'm working on right now, 
Maybe I got to take some stuff off my list. But anyway, one of the questions that I have been asking myself lately, and I heard it on a podcast, is how can I make this easier? So I wanted to share that with you guys because I've been just thinking about that. Whenever I'm feeling stressed, whenever I feel like there's too much on my plate or whenever I'm just feeling any resistance, I'm like, okay, how can I make this easier? Everything doesn't have to be so complicated. We don't have to be everyone to everyone. We don't have to do everything on our own. And we need to prioritize our well-being and our stress really is impacting our health. So that's where I'm at. If you have any questions about anything that I've chatted about, guys, I hang out in the chat room of the Kick-Ass Stepmom community all the time. So you can connect with me. You can always connect with other stepmoms there as well. Or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love chatting. And yeah, that's all for this one. That was a mouth load, but thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode and know someone that it would resonate with, do me a favor and send it their way. And if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. I am so passionate about opening up the conversation about blended family life and debunking the stigma that comes with being a stepmom. And you sharing this podcast helps me do just that. Now, if you're craving more podcast episodes and interviews, would like to connect with me and get access to workshops like how to disengage the right way, how to improve your relationship with your stepkids, how to talk to your partner about your stepfamily stress without causing a bigger fight and more, you have to check out my membership, the Kick-Ass Stepmom Community. Not only will this community give you access to strategies and tips to improve your stepfamily life, you can connect with me and stepmoms from over 30 countries around the world in our private chat and our live Q&As. Head to www.kickassstepmom.com to join.